Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, welcome to another radar with me, Sean Hughes. Bob Mills, first-time guest, uh, but no stranger to a microphone. And uh, Brett Goldstein, who I think is Jewish. Uh, he's back uh, again. Brett, you, you, your kind of uh, your style is you just every five minutes you say something, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I've, Great. I've seen about five, me. yeah. Hey, but it, you can't just introduce him like that as being Jewish. Why? Oh no, 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 no. You, I've worked with Brett a lot. Go on. He's the handsome Jewish. All oh, right. I... The Jewish comedy is divided into Jewish comics. I wouldn't be there. Yeah. Been really, so, yeah. And Brett, it's just a pleasure to be here. Handsome guys. Jewish. Because he's a beautiful looking man. Well, oh, come on. No, he's oh. handsome. I, oh, really? Beautiful is just, pushing it. Really? Just, I'd, uh, put him, I'd, I'd, I'd put him in a ring with Clooney and take the winner. It's so great to be invited here. So, do you, do you like to be talked about by your looks, Brett? Do I like being objectified? It's a large <laughs> part of your career, the, the effect yeah. that you have on, on women. The fact, you go, no, you, it's the effect I have on men, Bob. Yeah, I, I don't exactly. have this effect yeah. on women. Okay. Are you seeing anyone at the moment? No, sir. No. No. Why a handsome man like you aren't are you not seeing someone? No, what he's doing he's not seeing any one. Right, gotcha. The key the key point of that thing was that it was the first one. Yeah, you're right, Bob. No, I'm not seeing any one. Also we've got a special guest in as well, uh, <laughs> Professor uh, Doctor uh, Thorn Bjornen, uh, who's gonna he's obviously uh, Swedish. He's gonna tell us about saunas. Do you like a sauna, Bob? A sauna? Yeah. No, I can't cope with them, I get faint and dizzy. Yeah, if you're in there for an hour. No at all. Now, I've never quite understood the difference between the steam room and the sauna. Steam and hot air. But they're different things, aren't they? Yeah. Because the last time I was in I was in Hong Kong, and I'd been for a swim on the top of a hotel, on the roof of a hotel. There was Hong a Kong. swimming pool there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I wasn't just flashing yeah. about in a puddle. <laughs> and then I got in this... Like, rainy day. And I got in there, and I thought, this is all right, this is okay, this is this is nice, this is... Nice. And suddenly two blokes come in and threw the... Tsh- yeah. And within ten seconds, I was like, "Well, we're all dying in it. Everyone's going <laughs> to die now. This is—you can't survive in this environment." So you just left, of course, right? I left. Because I'm what I am is I'm not an idiot. So saunas are not for you then. No, you don't—you don't see the healthy aspects. I'm sure they are very healthy. Detoxing. Mm, I think there's a lot of homoeroticism involved with the sauna as well. It depends who's in there with you. Oh, I, I don't know. I think there's what was happening in the sauna. I don't know. Men were sitting there in their no clothes. Yeah, and not it's even a not. Towel. No, no one had a towel. Well, they had towels, but they weren't draped. Right. Did you not say put a towel on, fellas? I don't know. Well, I don't know what the etiquette is. That's what the problem. What, they were just Get sat on a towel. <laughs> really? You're allowed that to the say etiquette, that? Yeah. Excuse me, chaps. Would you mind awfully if we all covered up just this one Sunday? I'm a little bit shy about the old the membership. Yeah, I... I okay. I'll do it next time. I had the classic one, um, which I used to talk about years ago. Like, I went to... I joined a gym for a while. I just realised they're tedious. And I'm never doing it again, but... Um, I went in and Chaz Smith from Madness okay. was in there uh, in the changing room drying his ass hair with a hairdryer. Yeah, you see that to me. That's I don't need the, that. That's the point where I'd go home and burn all my albums. That's Madness ruined. That's yeah. a shame. Now here's yeah. the thing about Madness. Uh, what is, whatever day this, I can't remember. Not last night, but the night before, I was in uh, Minehead, Butlins, Minehead. Doing a gig? Yeah, doing a gig. Um, Things are going well, Bob, yeah. Oh, they are. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a corporate hub, Minehead. It was a big corporate gig. Very, very very nice, very well paid. Lovely Did they make crowd. you wear a red coat and stuff? 
No, I wasn't working for Butlins, and you can you can be as facetious as you like, Sean. I wasn't working for Butlins, I was doing a gig at Butlins, and we both know they're different things. But I, do, I was doing yeah. this very good. But in the room on the other side of the complex, they were having an 80s night. And here's the thing that struck me as strange. Tapau were there, mm-hmm. Carol Decker and Tapau. Right, that's coming up a lot, these podcasts. But they're lovely, and yeah. they, you think they're lovely, they're Nick and Living. But there's a great big van, because the other band playing are complete madness. Which is which it's a mad bootleg madness. However, you can still, if you look in the diaries and, and plan ahead, you can go and see madness. Well, yeah, they've never stopped. So exactly. So why would you go and see complete madness? The Nutty Boys. Is that how they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how they. We are complete madness. We are the Nutty Boys. Welcome to the Nutty Boys. And you think no? I'll, I'd rather wait for the two or three times a year that I could actually Did go you and see madness. Watch them. I saw. I saw. Actually, I saw them doing their sound check. Right. And they're very good, but you can't help Did thinking... Did any of them look like any of them? Well, not enough. Not enough to get over the thing. If it was Elvis, I would think, you look enough like Elvis for, <laughs> or Frank Sinatra for me to enjoy the show. But you don't look enough like like Suggs yeah. for me to not think, I'll pay an extra tenner and go and see Suggs. Did you see them blow dry their ass hair? I didn't, know Because I don't think they've gone into detail as much as they, as they should. Right. I think that's the difference between a proper that's, tribute. That's real, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brett, when you're not um, Hi there. internet dating, do you go to see any music gigs now? Uh, no, I mean, because I do gigs in the evening, don't I? Mm. Well, so, it's the two of you are working all the yeah, time? Yeah, I'm with Bob all the time. Me no, and Bob it's not that you're the... doing nothing. It's the, I'm lazy. No, you've set your sights rather higher than we have. <laughs> you, you, you've seen yourselves more as a theatrical and more as a, more as a, an occasional. People should see him occasionally. We're just... That's what Brad's like. No, he's no, not exactly the same as me, Nick and a living. Yeah, um, but... How many nights No, I just do Edinburgh occasionally yeah. and like... You've gone up this show at the show that you wrote two years ago? Yes. Yeah. Are you doing the whole run? So. Yes. Right. And have you been doing the show Previewing it, yeah. What is it, this show? Yeah. Okay. It's an hour of like, oh, what's it all about? And then in the end... What, oh, I'd love to know your answer. We'll have to see the, you have to see the show. No, I'm going to see uh, Complete Brett. They'll, they'll yeah, because what, what complete Brett does is all the hits, <laughs> none of the waffling, <laughs> bang, kind of bang, a, all the hits, just the answers, Alfie, just the answers. <laughs> so, so what? Yeah. So you've got a big, big conclusion at the end of your show. Well, yeah, I mean, it's f- hopefully funny, a funny conclusion, but it's also the answer that I came up with. As in, because I went to like Burning Man Festival, I did. I just, I realised that I kept doing these things, which is I've never heard. Of, how did you hear about it? Uh, I know these circus girls that I circus girls met so once, <laughs> and they that wasn't madness. There. That was Chaz and Dave, wasn't it? Yeah. Give me a circus girl every time. Oi. She and can they... fold her legs round the back of her. Quick game of snooker <laughs> afterwards. So, right, you met these circus girls. Yeah. So how did you meet these circus girls? <laughs> Don't tell me, let me guess. A circus? No. Oh, God, that would have been glorious. I, could, I met them on another with... I went, girls. weirdly, and don't ask me how or why or who. I ended how up... How dare you? Like, are you going to say that to the police? Yes. I ended up... On see, the... that was Paxman's great <laughs> gift. <laughs> Right, don't ask me how or why or who. <laughs> or how and I'm much. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> right, come on, we're intrigued. I ended up really, really don't randomly. End up. Let's, how you started off? Yeah. I, I was on a billionaire's birthday on the Orient Express from Paris to Venice. I didn't know anyone on this trip. Right, hang on, don't right. even start there. Right. How, how were you on that? 
because I had been invited by a girl who no who was related to this man so you were going out with a girl no I was not going out with the girl he was he was you knew this girl who was related to a billionaire yeah you know this reminds me I'm sorry to interrupt but I'm doing it for the benefit of everyone listening um Earl Oakin, you remember the wonderful yeah. Earl Oakin? I was sitting in the dressing room once with Earl Oakin and Paul Merton, or Paul Martin as he used to yeah. be back in our glory days. And Paul had, Earl had just come off the Wings Over America tour. Earl Oakin was That's the support right, yeah. act for Wings and the Wings Over America tour. And he was sitting there and he and he started to tell this story and he said, because you know Earl, he's yeah. a real lover. He, he, it was a fascinating evening, actually, that I had in uh, Los Angeles because there's a guy called uh, Steve, and he runs all the concession stalls for uh, for Wings, handles all the T-shirts and the scarves and the programmes. And he took me out to a really nice bar, and he's a fascinating fellow. He started his business some years ago in Accrington in, in Lancashire, and he's built up a... And he went about... Ten, and Paul Merns, and he said, Sorry, Earl, I'm going to have to stop you there. You've just come back off tour with Paul McCartney and you're telling us a story about the guy that sells the T-shirt. <laughs> I know, it's kind of... We're all a bit like that. So, Brett, I we think... We want to know about yeah. the billionaire and the I think Express. Bob has made a point there yeah. now. Come on. I get, I get your point, but the point, the reason I'm friends with the circus girls is because being on a train full of billionaires, you realise... I can't talk to these people. The people I can talk to are the hired help, who are the circus girls who have been hired to perform on the train to do various things. And and the people, the guests were like... I was talking to a man and I was saying... Did he sell T-shirts? No. This is how out of my depth I was. I was talking to this guy, what do you do? And he was explaining what he did. And then I said, hang on a second, are you Google... And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Google. So you're on this train. What I mean is... And then you all of a sudden... And the, bi- and the billionaires are saying to me, "What? so what do you do? And I would say, um, I tell, like, dick jokes in pubs. And they'd go, ha, 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 but really, why are you here? <laughs> and I was the only one of them who wasn't... Did you dress up nicely for the occasion? It was fancy dress. I was dressed like a, a Dick Tracy. How does that manifest itself? It's, it's, just, a big suit. Suit. Yeah. it's just a trench coat and a hat. Okay. So that's your normal club, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a good show. That's an Edinburgh show I always watch about being out of one's depth. Yes. Like, that's a funny story about being yeah. on the So yeah. that would, rather than the, the answer to all the problems that you Well, have, I mean, the, that's okay. a fucking hook, in it? Okay. But anyway, that was, like, so the circus girls then said to you... Yeah, they go, they've been every year, it's this thing. I mean, it's quite big now. It used to be very small, but as in, it's not... Totally, like I think fifty thousand people go or something like that. It's in the middle of the desert. It's, it's been going for ten years. And stuff. Mm, it was all dubstep. There weren't right. bands. There were just DJs playing dubstep. And that's so it's weird. It's a drug festival, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's My people son, doing drugs in the desert. When he went on his gap year, he went on a tour around Europe with his mates to all the music festivals. He went to Benny Kasim, is that one? Mm-hmm. Benny Kasim and Ziggy and all these festivals. But the big one, he went to this massive one in Croatia. And I said, who's playing there? And he named all these things, and I didn't know any of them. I said, I don't know any of those bands. And he said, no, there's no bands. It's just DJs. Yeah. Five tenths full of but big stars. A yeah. guy in a mouse hat. Yeah, that's yeah. Mouse Man, yeah. Mouse Man yeah. or whatever. And Armin van Hammer. Yeah, Huge, but massive Hammer, stuff. Yeah, I like him. And people, <laughs> like, like, as if Coldplay are on. People travel and buy tickets to watch it. And yeah. all they're doing is with their iPod just going... Is that all it play? is? They yeah. just plug it in? Well, yeah, that's, that's all, all it is. Yeah. Isn't it? They don't actually do that no. anymore. There's no scratching. Nobody says, 
Here's one for all the ladies. You know who you are. <laughs> no one does that anymore. No. So, Brett, so yeah. you went to this drug festival. You went to a drug festival. It's a drug. Fe- it's not a music festival. It's a drug festival. It's a drug and art festival. And whereabouts in America is it? In the it, desert? Like near, Mojave Desert. Near Vegas, Nevada, in the Nevada Desert. Right. Yeah. Like two hours from Vegas. Or and something. how much is it to get in? Like, I think it's like $300 for the week. Whoa! You get accommodation for that? No, you, you live in a tent in a... That's accommodation, bro. But you, you don't. They don't give you that. <laughs> you take your own tents, yeah. And you have three hundred and. Was this run by Nigerians? <laughs> and did they ask for your bank details? Did you tell, they said they said you won a prize. Yeah. <laughs> and so you went there for a. Did you go on your own? No, I went with the circus girls. But they're hardly your friends, are you? You met them on a train. No, but I've known, then like, subsequently I'll, known I'll them for years. I'll go home on the tube later on. I'm not inviting any of those people on holiday for a week. But even if they can juggle. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> even if one of them... Especially if they can juggle. a lion, you wouldn't say, come to the desert with me, sweetheart. And so was that, what, this summer? Yeah, yeah, instead of Edinburgh. And did you have a good time? Yeah. That's very... It was interesting. That was a bit of a no. And no, the show's come out of it. show's yeah. come out of it. The show came out... The answer came out of that, yeah? Yeah. So, and Brett, so yeah. like, are you doing lots of warm-ups before Edinburgh then? Yeah, loads. Many as I can. Right, are you doing Edinburgh? I'm not, no. I'm going straight on tour. How do you feel about that? Well, see, Delighted. I was going to do Edinburgh, and then I realised I got a two-hour show, mm. which is a touring show. Why go to Edinburgh half it? For no reason. Bob, you haven't done Edinburgh for yonks, have you? I've done Edinburgh once in my life. And that was, what, terrible, yeah? It was at the Harriet Watt... And it was, uh, we, I was sitting one night in the comedy store and Kim Why Kinney, all of a sudden are you talking like that? Kim Kinney came up to me. You met, well, everyone, Kim Kinney used to run the comedy store. used to run the store. comedy store. And he said, uh, are you going to Edinburgh? And I didn't know what Edinburgh was. It was a random question. So I said, not as You'd far as rubbish and pointless. So he said, I want to put a show together with the two my two favourite acts from the comedy store. And the comedy store will put the money up. And we'll send you up to Edinburgh. Me and Brett couldn't do it, so he got in touch with you. <laughs> and it was... Uh, Brett wasn't even born then. It was... Uh, he was still handsome. 30 man. years ago. He was a Don't handsome baby. Uh, and it was me and Michael, Michael Redman. Right. And the the plan was that Michael and I would go up and we'd do a show. And Michael had half an hour and I had half an hour if I stretched the stop by the stop, police stop. You, you could do a half hour without doing any material yeah. on stage. So... We we went up and we went to the Harriet Watt and and about three or four weeks beforehand with the, we had to have posters and we went to this photographer and Michael as you all know Michael Redmond the, the, the greatest of them all always wore his overcoat on yeah. stage and it became part of his persona but the, the reason Brett's he wore kind it, of outfit the reason right. he wore it people sometimes forget the Mister Time is that when he first came over from Ireland uh, he, one of his first dig- gigs that he did somebody stole his coat. He left his coat well, in I the came chair, over to our, I came over to England with him. I right, well, he had that. his coat stolen. Right. So he bought a new coat and thought, well, I'm not taking it out. And he used to wear it on stage. And it became his persona. And it was wonderful. And at this photo session, this uh, photographer said, oh, have you got a coat? And I said, well, yeah, because it's cold. He said, pop your coat on. And I put my coat on and he started taking pictures. And, of course, when the poster came out, it was Michael and I both in our coats. And the show was called, I, I kid you not, Cotus Interruptus, which is wasn't a big hit. It was appalling. It sounds like the it sounds like the Alan Eightbourne play that he decided not to bother putting on. 
And Michael wore his coat, so that made sense. I didn't wear my coat, so it made no sense. But they put us in this act, and, and Kim Kinney said, you can't just do your sets, you have to have something that binds it together as a show. So we had a ridiculous three minutes at the top. We had sex. No, even worse than that. If we'd have had sex, that would have been funny. But I used to have to come on and say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bob Mills, and this is, oh, where is he? Because Michael used to wander oh, on in God. his lovely dead print with his hands behind his back. And he would say, oh, I did what you said. I tried to earn some some money. I went and did a bit of escapology on the Royal Mile. And I said, but... And he turned around and his hands are all chained up behind his back. And I said, but you, we talked through this, Michael. You can't do that unless you know where the key's hidden. And he said, oh, well, don't worry, I know where it is. And I said, where is it? And he said, behind the clock on the mantelpiece. And I said, oh, well, you better go and get it then. And he, that's a, seriously. I've stopped listening about that's two how minutes ago. bad it was. And then. How old were you when you were doing this go? About 12. 20, uh, late 20s. Okay. And then I did my 20 minutes. And then he came back and he had taken the journey. He did his 20 minutes. And then we came on at the end and did a song. What is the song? I've written about. Uh, coats, 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 coats. I've got lots of coats. Old ones, new ones, green ones, blue ones. Trying to make a rhyme up for Nicky Nacky new ones. I've got lots of coats. <laughs> and that didn't win the award that year, though. Down the pub the other night, I got into a scuffle in the loo. I lost my shoe and the target lost me duffel. Oi! And it was a, really. That's really good. I like the song. Yeah. Have you got some new ideas for your show now, Brad? Yeah. That's an ending. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what we used to do. Listen, sorry. The area at Watt was down, it was quite a long way out of the centre. It was where the university is. It was in Glasgow, yeah. And our show, we, we were on at seven, and at eight was Mr. Whippy, the nice people in Mr. Whippy's show, which was chock-a-block every night. Right. Every night. Were you not getting anyone in? Here's the rules. You had to turn up to the venue at seven. You had to be there at seven. That was the contractual obligation. And then the woman behind the counter would either say yes or no. And she said no to us. What, as in no show? No show. No one's come. There's no show. We It was a 180-seater, and we were there for three weeks, and 11 people paid in total over those well, three I can weeks. See That's a successful anyway. And what we then had to do, though, was at 7 o'clock, we had to wind our way back really circuitously to the flat that we had and turn the lights off and sit very quietly until 10, and then we could go out. And when people say, how was your show? You went, uh, yeah, yeah, not full. Coats, 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 coats. So I'm not full. <laughs> so how many times have you done Edinburgh now, Brett? I've done in two hours, but I've done Edinburgh 11 times. Wow. You love it up there, then, you yeah? I hate it, and well, I love it. Again, then? Uh, like an addict, like, an, like a battered wife. I keep going back. Well, that's brought the mood nicely uh, up there. And so, Bob, like, what I love about you is... Um, you're really happy just doing the uh, shows now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I, I'll tell you why. Some I'm people be- would get cynical. And yeah, go, no, oh. but I'm very, very lucky. So people, sometimes I get embarrassed when people uh, compliment me on my wonderful attitude. That's because I had that little time off in the middle. Yeah. I had, I've been 30 years, but I had five years off. I didn't do anything. Well, you wrote stuff. I wrote stuff yeah. and I, I did, I made a film and I did, did some television and I scratched all them itches that comics have. Yeah. So now, where I'm at, I'm at an age where other comics of my age are going, 
Oh, he's shit, that bloke on the telly. I'm much funny. I, we, I should be on the telly. I think, well, it don't bother me because I, I was on the telly yeah. and it was fine, so I don't worry about that. Well, and now I can just enjoy it. Also, you don't really talk about it, but like you did do one of the best shows ever. I did television. do one of the best do you shows. Know what ever. It is, Brett? In bed with me dinner. Exactly. Used to well, watch see, it when I was four. This it was is my favourite. This is the great thing. That show didn't earn me any money. It was done almost entirely well, for bring free. Us down. He's no. gone on about bad no. wives. But no. here's the great thing. Now, when people say, Oh, you know, I should be on the telly. I should. Be, I think. Do you know what? There's no. I, I would never want to be on the telly again because whatever I did, it couldn't be anywhere near as good as that. But it's not out on DVD or anything. You no. can't see it, can you? No, there's a. You can get on DVD. There's a guy on, on <laughs> Amazon who's who filmed it, taped, videotaped it from his TV live, and has now converted it oh, and really? sells it as a DVD. Someone showed me one once on the quality. It wasn't great live, but the quality now on these is appalling. But people pay for it, and they have conventions. I tell you, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> tell you know, me... Sorry. No, just one thing about In Bed With Me Dinner was, uh, you know, like, great kids, and they have the catchphrase and stuff, but there's still one line from that show that me and my brother still say all the time. Punch him in the fucking ear, or... Punch him in the ear, on. <laughs> I still say, normally I wouldn't be here, normally I'd be uh, out and about. Ah, well, you see, and no one wants anything but more than that. No, you should be No so one proud. can be bitter. You can't get to 60 and be bitter if you think that still exists in the world. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I wish there was a proper version of it, though, so people could yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Sometimes I think that, but occasionally some of my kids will be watching it on YouTube and I'll sit over their shoulder and I'll think, this is a bit like Monty Python. You remember Monty Python, old genius? If you were around at the time, it was 70% cack. Oh, well, I, I'm... <laughs> Totally with you on that. I'm not a Monty Python yeah. no. Monty Python and the Goons were... Goons were, were rubbish. Were rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Ha, 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 genius. Rubbish, rubbish, genius. That's it. And mm. But then it's a bit like that, really. Brett, you're making some headway with the acting as well. Yeah. He starred in his own film. Tell us about... The, is this out yet? Uh, we had the premiere. Hopefully it'll be out in April. <laughs> so what is... What's the film? Then? It's called Super Bob. Super Bob. Super Bob. Yeah. yeah. It's about the world's only superhero who lives in Peckham and he's very socially awkward. And it's and that's you, yeah. And it's set on his one day off and he's got a date and it's his first date in six years. Well, sounds pretty good. Did you have a hand in the writing? I wrote it. Oh, you wrote the whole thing, yeah. yeah it's very good. I say it's very good, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the trailer and the trailer's enough to show me that it's very good because it's when he puts Thanks the fun. phone down. So how much of the cost then? 300 grand, something that's like that. Pretty good. Did you do it on kind of Kickstart. No, it was proper. Well, well, there was some uh, uh, producer, Robert Jones, who produced The Usual Suspects. He got involved and he raised money through Dodge. I don't understand anything to do with money. But there's someone famous in it, isn't there? Catherine Tate's in it. Catherine Tate's in it. Well, not alias famous. Famous compared to Brett. Brett wrote Yeah, a lot more famous. Did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's why she did your thing. And so how come uh, me and Bob weren't in the film? Um, because th because there weren't appropriate parts for your well, we'll be the judge age, we'll be range, and so gender, an age? and race. I know, they're all young hipsters, isn't it? Are they, yeah? yeah. Sure. Me and Bob, <laughs> It's all women, it's, there's not really any male parts. There weren't really parts for you. Zoe Lyons is in it. Uh that's the other comedian. Feel better, is it? I'm just saying why you're not in it. It wasn't. There was no male parts by yourself. No approach. No, no. I mean, there were a couple. Yeah, that's me and Bob there. Yeah, that yeah. would be dumb. 
But I like it. I like comics making films. I don't, what I don't like, I don't like comics being put in film. I was doing a film, and uh, I thought. But when comics are given rain, and uh, let d- let them control the comedy, they do some good. Stuff. Like, I think Super Bob. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I'm willing to bet it's really good. And Ricky's Ricky Grover's film was, was. Ricky's in it. Ricky Grover is in Super Bob. Oh, oh he, hang on, he was the yeah, same age as exactly. me. Exactly. Jeez, bro. You but really... he listen. It, he, he feels exactly no the same yeah. space as I do, and yet there are I no. I thought he was Ricky when he came in today. <laughs> Jesus. What's Ricky doing in it? He plays my uh, security. Oh, well, oh. I couldn't, but neither yeah, of us could have done you that. You could have done that, Bob. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah, I bet He's he is. He's really good. Look, you could have auditioned. Where were you on the audition well, really days? Ricky didn't it. audition. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, came in and improvised with me. Oh, and is it going to America and stuff like that? Or is I it... hope so. I Sun mean, dogs? listen, all I know is it's... You should have took it to that. What's it? To what? Mel- festival in America with the hipsters. <laughs> Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac festival. All I know is it's the heart... Did the circus girls like it? Yeah. I Are they in it? Oh, they've seen it. No, they're, right? they're, not, they're not in it. It's I... impossible to sell a film. And it so it's impossible to make a film, it's impossible to sell a film. And the British film industry does not support the British film industry. That is what I am learning. Well, it, it needs to be bitter. Like, take Bob's thing. Like, he's happy. No, uh, not about not about film. No, he knows. You made a nightmare. It's absolute total. Have nightmare. you had some? Because uh, I know, obviously, you did lots of TV, right? Well, I did one film. I've made one film. Uh, well, I've made two films. What's the second was, film? Well, the first film I made was was a film with Judy Walters and Paul Reiser. You know, Paul Reiser. Yeah. yeah. I heard about you. We made a film called Over Here. It was called My Beautiful Son. In America, I think it was called Relative Strangers or something. And it's basically he plays the. He's like Frasier. He's really anally attentive New York psychologist, yeah. and he gets cancer. And he goes to the doctor and says, what can I do? And they said, the only cure, the only way you can save your life is you have a bone marrow transplant from a very close blood relative. Uh, and he said, well, forget it then, because I've only got one, and that's my mum. And so she's Olympia Dukakis, she's 90. She can't give bone marrow. And they said, we're well, going to die then. So he goes <laughs> home to his mum, Olympia Dukakis, and she says, uh, well, I better tell you, you're not really my son, you're adopted. Yeah, we went over. Your dad was. Is this a film you saw, or you? <coughs> it's a film wrote? I made. Yeah. Right, okay. uh, you wrote it, uh, and and your dad was uh, based in England during the war. So when we wanted to adopt a child, we went there, and we went to a little village. All I know is you come from a little village in the north of England called Toxteth. <laughs> so he then comes over and meets Julie Walters and her family, who are like the royal family, uh, and that's when the fun starts. Right, and it was a really good film. And are you in it? No, I'm not in it. I, 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 I co-wrote. I co-wrote the English part of it. Um, Tim Kazarinski wrote the the main thing, and I did the English bit set in Liverpool, and I produced it for for Granada Films. But it is an absolute. It's it's the biggest pain in the eye. I've no idea why anyone would mm-hmm. willingly get involved with making a film. It's a lot of because every day is just a nightmare of. Arguing with idiots. Yeah, <laughs> that's life in general. True. Yeah, but you can steer clear of it in most forms of life. That's right? why you must never, ever, ever leave stand up. You must never leave it. Cause no, because in stand up, you don't so really lucky. have to talk to I know, idiots. You're right. But it's it is lonely though. Yeah. See, but that's because that. you. Yeah. That's because you don't do gigs. Because you tour your own show on your own. If you do, yeah, you're gigs, on your own. I go in dressing rooms and Brett's. Me there. and Bob hang out. Yeah, have a ride out. We don't hang out, but no, no, no. 
Uh, <laughs> but no, our super, we do super. No, that's a total. Yours is totally different though, being out on the road on your own. That must be. Who was I working with? Oh, I did a little thing with, with um, uh, the other Irish fellow. What's his name? He used to have long hair and then he had Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne. Uh, <laughs> the other one. And he was. He's Scottish. He was saying he'd been on tour. And it's a terribly lonely life. Yeah, no, it, no, but I think as a stand-up is quite a lonely existence anyway. Yeah, you spend too long in your car yeah, on your own. Yeah, but it's like it's all very well like chatting to Brett for a couple of minutes in the dressing room. That still doesn't really add up to much. Well, it's everything to me. Yeah, I mean, my brief interactions with Bob Mills filmed my soul for a week. Is that the answer? Is that the answer? To the, That's uh, the end of my show. I've ruined it. <laughs> no, we, we got that. Well, let, let's end on that. Um, oh God, we haven't. Jeez, we haven't talked to. Uh, Dr. Thorne uh, Bjornsson. So we were talking about saunas at the start. Bob was very dismissive of them, but likes looking at cock. But, um, so, uh, Dr. Thorne, what are the benefits of sauna? Well, um, a recent study suggests that four to five saunas a week will help you live longer, uh, and because they improve... Brilliant blood... stuff. Listen, you've been listening to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Thank you so much, Bob Mills and Brett and Dr. Thorne. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.